0: And we're officially live. What's up, everyone? I'm Logan Aldridge. You're hearing it's just a podcast. Welcome back. Uh, it's been a long time since we have had an episode. We've got Victor Hugo Castro Asaf. I don't know, dude. You got yeah, like whatever. forty names. No, it's
1: like four. <laughs> it's like two names and it's last names. Come Victor on. Castro. Yeah. That's what we know okay. you as. That's what we uh, we saw on
0: the CrossFit Games. That's the official last name you need to stick to. Oh yes. You've got so many. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh what's so, up man. dude good to see you glad you're here yeah oh, we've well. been living together for quite a while oh well, yeah. so you know normally you get on a podcast and you're like you have all these questions because it's a new person you haven't talked to or you have a topic to discuss but we uh we have a lot to discuss but we also uh have been with each other nonstop for the past two, two months. months yeah so uh long overdue to get back on the podcast um if you're tuning in live thanks thanks for being here Ask any questions you want. We're going to be on here for a little while, and we'll try to check in and and answer any questions if you ask them. Um, But I want to use this time to, first of all, tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, Vic, and then also our experience, man. What the hell has been going on the past two months? Uh, You know, everything from us meeting up in Florida, bacon beatdown, and then training after that competition. Leading up to the CrossFit Games wow. in a crazy, crazy experience. So we're going <laughs> to recap all that. We're going to go over all the workouts.
1: This has been a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. man.
0: But to, to start, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about uh, where you're from and what you're doing here uh,
1: and what you think about the United States. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you like you said, hey, people, my name is Victor Asaf or Victor Castro now that it's officially on the Games. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, being here, it's been quite uh, an experience. Where are Uh, you from? Where you coming from? Come on, I'm from Latin America. I'm from Ecuador. There we go. I think a lot of people know that. Born right. Well, born in the Galapagos, right? Yeah, that's what my ID says. So pretty cool. (laughs) Pretty cool. Yeah, it's a beautiful island, and. I think that everybody should meet and get there.
0: Yes, I want to go there one day for sure. Uh, That's why I've been hosting you this long, so that I can come down there and there's no questions. You're you're more invited, now. Yeah, as to my uh, (laughs) guest spot, so I appreciate that. (laughs) So uh, quite a different scene. What were you doing down there in Ecuador? I mean, I know, obviously, uh, I I know quite a bit what you're doing, but tell the
1: folks what was going on. Well, I was was coaching. I was getting ready for the games. I was uh, opening my gym. Um, I was starting to, uh, get into that a little bit more with this, um, pandemic situation now that we're living on. Uh, pretty much that, man, I was living about doing CrossFit, uh, coaching, uh, you you know, I I got, uh, this little clothing brand and I was, uh, doing that too. Yeah. Um, yeah pretty much that man you focusing, were living and breathing it man. yeah focusing Absolutely. on the games and just, yeah. and just doing so this <laughs> and is your this.
0: Th- yeah training and competing in crossfit is your full-time Full focus full-time Full time. and so down there you were coaching and running classes um running programs at uh at calpa
1: right it was at calpa yeah and i was also opening my own gym and then you're opening your own yes, yes that's what i was seeing and that was called what Matsoya fitness. Matsoya fitness. So that was going on. When did you start to open? Well, I start. well I have two months here, so it's probably what four months ago? Four months ago. Totally, so you're yeah.
0: you're just getting going. I was getting yes. Opening up it. your own gym, getting equipment, getting <clears> a few <throat> members. And then this this summer uh, competition season uh, opened up for us from this pandemic. So the Bacon Beatdown, which is a competition down in um, in Florida, Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, it's pretty big. It's there's like maybe two thousand athletes that go, fifteen hundred or so, a decent size event. And uh, you decided to come from Ecuador to come to that one to compete. Yeah, I was, right?
1: I was, I was so excited to meet you guys. I mean, it's been a quite a while, mm-hmm. so I was, I was more than ready to just throw down and, and have fun and and and. and see you guys throw down you know it's been like i know I said, man. it's been quite a while that's what uh
0: that was the sole reason i wanted to go to that as well i mean i was i was so uh grateful to go because uh wheel got to implement the adaptive division yeah. and so definitely wanted to go and represent and participate but man we spent a year and a half in, in lockdown like only oh, yeah. training oh, yeah. in the garage so i know we were all eager in this community especially of crossfitters and then of adaptive crossfitters we were eager to get back together Uh, Meet up in Florida, and uh, there were some good events there. And it was honestly, uh, we knew that we were going to the CrossFit Games to compete um, at the end of July. And this was like the beginning of of June, so we knew it was a good time uh, to get some experience. Yeah, it was a good measure up, I think. Yeah, yeah. So we went there. Oh, my God, we got to talk about what happened there. So (laughs) uh, that didn't go as well as planned for you. Would you say like it's like it like it used to be? Yeah, man. Until so, until these games, yeah. Actually. Thank thank God this games. But you know, so <laughs> give some give some context to the listeners. Uh, how long you have been crossfitting? First of all,
1: well, I've been crossfitting now for what eleven years, almost twelve years now. Almost twelve years, crazy. So Victor is very much what, what they call like a,
0: an OG original gangster in this crossfit yeah, been space doing this for been doing while. it a long time and back then you uh, you loved strongman specifically or but
1: no no actually crossfit but crossfit crossfit purely entirely crossfit uh, but th- there was this um opportunity to go and compete as a strongman and i was i was getting ready for it i was training for it um i remember it was it was a, a new different experience and different kind was, of world yes. picking up heavy was, things yeah it was so different all the time uh, it, mm-hmm. this odd carry thing and odd, odd yeah. lifting so yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't used to that but right because uh, those are like the pictures I see that you post <laughs> of when you
0: had two arms it is like fucking axle bar presses overhead yes. or something Snatches and all that it, but it looks all like strongman stuff. Yeah, it was. You're doing a lot of those competitions as yes. well.
1: Yes. I was also, also I
0: was also looking a lot of video, watching a lot of videos. Yes. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Okay, so okay, before we get back to the bacon beat down. Okay, so yeah, you've been crossfitting a long time. Yes. Over 10 yes. years. Yes. Yes. You know this move these movements, you you've been on a barbell a long you love the barbell, you're really good on the barbell. And then when did your accident happen?
1: And what happened? Okay, my accident happened in two thousand and twelve. It was uh, a motorcycle accident. I was what nineteen, twenty, maybe. I don't even remember how how old I was. Maybe twenty, twenty one. Okay, twenty two. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hit a light pole. I lost the control of the motorcycle because I was going too fast. Uh-huh. I hit a light pole and I hit against. Well, I hit against the light pole. Yeah, and I hit my shoulder or my arm. I don't know how it was, but I hit it so hard that I had a brachial plexus injury so I, I completely lost the function of my move of my arm yeah and uh yeah um I mean that was
0: it wasn't like that was something I've heard you tell this story or some details of it wasn't like a, a big part of your outcome your injury only being uh brachial plexus
1: because you were uh, an athlete because you were strong like it could have killed you. Yes, yes. I, I was I was pretty big at that time. I was uh, two hundred two hundred pounds. Two hundred. Yeah. yeah. I was Thick. I was pretty yes. I was pretty big. Yeah. And that was one thing that helped me survive the accident. Yeah. Also, I think that uh, maybe the words that I said before uh-huh. hitting that light uh-huh. pole was a uh, well, if I hit this, I'm not gonna die here. Oh really? Yes, that w- the, th- that's what your thought was yes, right before was hitting my, it. Yeah, those were my, my last thoughts. I think I said it like like okay, I I well I won't die. Yes, I mean if I if I hit this, I'm not going to die. Like Damn. fuck no. And it uh, was it sh- like you knew you saw it coming, you're like oh shit, oh shit, oh, oh yes, shit, I'm yes. about to hit this. I, I felt that cuz cuz I was I was coming through a bridge. Uh-huh. And then there was this other like small bridge and it was a turn, like a, a, very big, a very big turn, and it was a very aggressive turn. Yeah. And it was coming so fast that I lost control of it, and yeah. the motorcycle was pushing me through the right side. Right, And right. I was trying to push it with my body to the left side, so uh-huh. it, it wasn't going uh-huh. as I was planning. Dang. So you so just kind of
0: started to slide out on the outside of the turn? I started to
1: slide, I started to slide, and oh, then I, lost, I, control I yeah. lost control of it. I lost control of it. I tried to control it, and when I bring my head up, and I see this light pole in front of me, I just <laughs> move my head. Yes, yeah. I I got to move my head. That was pretty much my, yeah. my save your brain. My only exactly. reaction. Yes. Don't die. Don't exactly. smash <laughs> your brain. Exactly. So I were you wearing a helmet? Yes. Yes. Okay. a Helmet, yeah. a gloves, uh, yeah. jacket, everything. Yeah. Uh, but still, yeah. it was fast. I was, I you was were going, moving. Yes, I was going pretty fast. Whew. So, uh, well, brachial injury. Yep. Uh, they put me in a coma for five days. In I, a coma. Yes. I medically induced. They yes. Put medically you in induced. One. Yeah. yeah. I broke my jaw in three different parts. Uh, yeah, I broke a lot of teeth, uh, a lot of teeth. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I mean,
0: yeah, it was pretty hard. So then, what was that uh, <laughs> recovery to get out of the hospital? How long
1: did that take? It took. It took me what twenty, twenty-one days. Oh, you're, okay. I, I was like five six, five, six days in the ICU. Yep. Yep. Um, and after that, yeah, I was in a. I was in a room. You know? Yeah, normal room, normal just checking room. recovery, With mother, making yeah. sure everything's With going well. My mom low. and my family and friends right. checking in and all that. Right. And I was, um, I was super emotional actually. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. Of and course. plus, I was, I was sleeping so much, you know, because all this medication oh, yeah. and all that. The drugs. Yes. Yeah. So I don't remember much, but I remember feeling super vulnerable, like different, yeah. like yeah. it wasn't me. Right. Um, I was very swollen, and I was, the only, the only thing that I was thinking was, um, because I was a pretty, uh, I don't know how how to say it, but I was very uh, vanidoso, like, uh, very much like the man in the room, like, the,
0: the... The athlete or the, yeah, the guy that who had a presence. I had a a, a a
1: a big ego. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was I didn't, macho mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. And 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 I was you know I was always looking in the mirror and looking at myself and like said, oh, fuck I look so good man. Yeah. Look, yeah. Look, fuck. Oh you. yeah. I want all the girls. You know. There I was you thinking, go. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. Yeah. So that well, that you, was you my, weren't struggling
0: with confidence. Oh f- hell no. <laughs> <Okay>. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. There but, you go. So, yeah. this was like a hum- mass, obviously, I mean, to anyone, a humbling experience. Oh, 100% this reality. I wasn't humbled, like, wake up check. Not of, even 1%. Right, right. I say that too. You know, my accident happened so young at 13, so oh, it's hard yes. to send that, to really convey that message. But I was very much. The kids stealing candy bars from gas stations <laughs> and and going down a path of like I think th- imagining being a rebel and like being this oh, badass man. guy was cool. Yeah, thinking all that was really cool. That was me. And yes, and like, then what the hell? And, and so it sounds like you know very similar. Like the accident is this massive wake up call. Yeah, this is yeah. a p- this realization. Like oh my, I'm not shit, and I could die at any moment, and I yeah. uh, should be a little more thankful and
1: and grateful to people around me yeah and also also think about like why'd you live in here I mean what what is the thing that you you? I mean what's the message the message you're getting you want people to, 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 to get if you're not here right like you know right one right. more day and right. and I was oh fuck no right I was being shit to everyone yeah it's, it's scary to be like dang how would I have been remembered if that was my last yeah day? like a, a shitty I... like a shitty person Mm -mm. Like a shitty Mm -mm. person. Mm -mm. Because even even being a coach, because, you know, being a coach, you have this responsibility of being a a, a, – Supporting people. Supporting and well-being, you know. But I I was completely opposite. I mean, I was like, man, you understand this? Well, fuck off, then. Yeah, just hard. Just hard. Yeah, get out of here. Dang, yeah. Get out, out, like literally get out of here. Well, you know,
0: I I always say that uh, – it's it's incredible to look at like events that happen in our life that are tragic or unfortunate in especially in in that time. Uh, but it's always interesting to reflect and look oh, back yes. and think that these things are. Off. I always say my accident, best thing that ever happened to me, and you know, uh, it sounds like yours in, in a w- in a way is absolutely the best thing that ever happened to you too. Completely, yeah. It changes your life and it 100%. changes your 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 lens in which you look at life through. So that's cool to hear. I, I I knew a lot of that, but that's the most I've heard you explain your story. So that's good to hear. I'm glad the listeners got to hear. Oh too. yeah, I mean, I mean,
1: I mean that's it's the truth, man. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. got to hear this. Yes.
0: And then after you get out of the hospital, what was it, how long until you were like, all right, how am I going to figure this stuff out? How, I like this CrossFit
1: stuff. Well, it took me what eight months to a year. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't expecting. You know, I wasn't expecting that much from it. Like you weren't ex- maybe expecting to excel or thrive. You were no, just like, I was like, oh well, I'm gonna try I just, to I do. just do don't want be one-handed stuff. Bed. Yeah, I just don't want to be like this guy that just completely forgot about himself and yeah. just, you know, surrender. Yes. Right. About what happened, because that's not me. That's not my attitude. That's not right. how I am. I'm. 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 You know, I'm literally this soul, like rebel soul. The the. Everyone says, no, you cannot do that, so I will go and try that. Right, you know? right, And exactly. I, I've been like that since I was a little kid. Yes, you know? yes. And <clears throat> you can change nature. Yeah. You can do that. It's impossible. So the first thing that they said to me was, well, you can't do this anymore. You got to find something to do because mm-hmm. you don't have an arm anymore. I mean, it's not functional. Mm-hmm. So you cannot do it. So, the, I mean, yeah, it was hard at the, at the beginning. It was like, oh, hell, what am I going to do now? So, yeah, I got sunk in a lot of painkillers and, yeah, like, I lost yeah. a lot of weight. I was from 200 pounds. I was weighing 140. Wow. Yeah. Uh, lost a ton of weight. I, yes. I wasn't eating. Yeah. I wasn't just. What text- was medications just- do, man? Yes. They mess and, you up. I completely, completely lost it. Yeah. Until until I just woke out one time, and I started looking in the mirror, and I said, "Well, this cannot be happening. My my whole family is coming down with me. Yeah. Just because I'm like this, so I got this big big responsibility of, not bringing everybody up, but bringing myself up. So. That's going to be a big change just for me. So yeah. I wasn't thinking like that at that time. Right. I was thinking just like, well, my, if my arm's not going to move, so well, the hell with it. I got to do things for me. Right. I'm not going to stay in bed. Right. That's not me. Exactly. So, yes, I, I got out of bed. I told, I told Maori, it's my little brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, man, you want to go and trade with me? I was like, eh, what? Yeah. You want to do what? You want to go was, where? He was a little scared. that You yes. wanted to go. Yes. Do so something I was like, like hey, like I, can, I can, man, I got to go. Yeah. Like, f- hell with this yes it was like hell okay let's go man yeah oh uh, the first thing that i did was uh i don't remember if it was squat or burpees and swings snatches and swings cause that's the, well the only thing that it could think Just at that moment grab a kettlebell, well, grab a kettlebell, kettlebell hand, or yeah. dumbbell and start d- doing that yeah yeah so yeah i started doing that for what like the first the first the first experience crossfading with one arm, yeah, it was it was hard because I was sunk on pills. Well, yeah, you're just coming back from d- drug uh, and recovery and all yes. that stuff in
0: your system. And it was pretty hard, but it felt amazing. Yeah, like yeah. So were you at Calp? Like, were you in the gym no, before? No, I wasn't
1: at Calp. I was at this the the, first, you in the gym, gym that I was working. It was okay. It was. It wasn't affiliated. It was called Go Entrenamiento Urbano. It was urban training. Gotcha. Go. But Go it was like a, a
0: gym with a. It was. It was a, it was a crossfit gym. And, you know, okay. with a
1: lot of members, a yeah. lot of people, a so lot of
0: people. The reason I ask is because, like, I feel like half of half of what felt so amazing about it was just doing that, like going back and being in a gym oh. with
1: people, especially your brother. Dude, people call me ghost. Like, oh, hey, man, you're a ghost. What are yes. You right. Right. What? Like, well, I'm not a ghost, man. Right. To be here, back you know, though. I'm here. Is
0: the mental health that comes with that after you've been isolated and told, can't do this, can't do this. <clears throat>
1: I was actually acting like an automatic uh, human being. Yeah. Because I wasn't thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this to prove this. No, I mean, right. It was just like, the hell is this? I'm not going to stay yes. in bed. I just yes. want to do this because. Yes, for sure. And, well, and, and that escalated pretty quickly. Yes.
0: Man. That is so cool to hear. Because I think, frankly, like that's what I've always talked about in terms of the uh, expectations that I had people set. I think that we all do when we, especially when you experience some tra- trauma event like this. And all the doctors say, and it's so interesting to compare my experience to yours because it's so similar. And I think the only thing that makes a difference is the age, and like me being 13 totally. and you being 20, 21, or whatever. Like, had I been that age, I totally believe that I would have become victim to. The, pa- the pain pills that they would have given me and all that. Because at 13, I didn't know what, like, feeling, you know, fucked up felt like or, like, feeling, like, high on a little something. So all I interpreted as was, like, that makes me feel funny. Like, I just – oh, my gosh. That makes me feel weird, Mom. I don't want to take those Oxycontins anymore. exactly And I'm so thankful that that is my interpretation at that age. Because I'll tell you what, though. I they, I they learned that, like, I don't do well with uh, – morphine okay like the normal thing for mm-hmm. like pain but dilaudid which is like another version yes. of it i do really well they put that in like my iv thing and i felt every bone in my body just like relax <laughs> that's the one drug where i was like do not ever let me get my hands on this stuff <laughs> yeah, holy shit that's crazy put nice. you out but yeah you you get out and everybody tells you every doctor every therapist is like well yeah you had to and you lost your dominant arm right you were right handed oh yeah i was exactly. i was right handed yep, yeah you're so right handed learn everything again i was left handed so similar similar our stories are so similar in this it's crazy in man. This, it's, it's so crazy in <laughs> this in this scenarios that unfold because you're exactly the same thing like i was told you won't write again logan you don't need a laptop you'll need yeah lacrosse oof no way like that's very yeah, dude, that's you, two arms you can't fuck, do you that were anymore you the best well it's the same reason it's like you're saying it's auto, it was automatic it wasn't like this men, this mindset this of okay b- mindset everyone's telling like, me everyone's right. telling me okay and then writing this list of things i can't do and going and checking them off it wasn't that it's just and this is what i explain when i when i give speeches i'm like it's a snowball effect it's this it's this momentum of like psychological encouragement in yourself no one else can give it to you no one it, else no, can say no, good no, things no, 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 no. it's waking up in the in the morning being like all right this arms f- for your instance paralyzed you know it's got okay so how am i going to Take a shower. Okay, how am I going to exactly. brush my teeth? Okay, how am I going to make breakfast? And you like do these things and they build up. You're like, oh, shit, all right. Breakfast wasn't that hard to make. Okay, exactly. shower wasn't that bad. So then you get the confidence to be like, well, CrossFit's CrossFit. Let me just go figure it out. Exactly. That is really cool, really cool to hear. So, okay, we could talk about this for hours, but I want to get back to uh, talking about where we are now and what was going on now um, and, and what has happened since, since then, since your accident and everything. So- uh, before we do though, just to, to wrap up where you are now from where you were when your accident happened almost how many years ago? It's no? Eight, nine, almost. Almost nine years ago. So brachial plexus injury, arm paralyzed, you know, that means it's either just dangling, hanging on your side or yeah. a sling yes. across it, yes. your body. Both. And and I've seen a lot of guys will wear the sling, but it literally just looks like you know those like little things you throw over your shoulder that your elbow just sits in, and then you would yeah. use in fitness like like a whole velcro strap around your torso to pull that arm to your body, and it's basically like wearing a weight vest. Exactly. All
1: the time. We we we, we adapt that with my mom, so she started making those to help yeah, keep she's, that arm closed. She's man. She's one hell of a woman. Yeah, <laughs> moms are, dude. Oh yes, man. And uh, shout out to my mom. Yes, uh, mi madre. <laughs> but yeah, man, we were we were like thinking of this stuff and seeing like, oh man, how do I do this? I mean, I don't want to break my fingers. I don't want to break my arm because I'm not gonna feel this. Right? Yeah, like, you're just dropping on, yeah, on burpees. Yeah, yeah. So, so we came with this, you know, with this ling and this uh, velcro thing. Yeah and it became a thing so and you used that for five six years For uh, yes almost a decade
0: man. yeah yeah well then that started to so the coolest part about all this is you know this was the 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 momentum the movement of adaptive crossfit so so many other guys in the brachial plexus category specifically started doing the same thing started trying to think about like like one guy was, uh, Jeremy Ogle, oh, old, yes. old Jeremy Ogle, was using yeah. like a backpack and like sticking his arm in the straps of yes. the backpack to keep it on. And then would literally duct tape his arm to the backpack. So, it, is so crazy, it, was, <laughs> it was really cool to see you find these solutions and then how quickly it, they got adopted. Yes. And, you and, and everyone, to see, man, every
1: single one yep. of them started every, to pr- every asking about it. Every harness looked
0: the same. Every strap, every Velcro strap around started and to look the so, same.
1: And it's so easy, man. Game changer, right? It's, it's so easy. So if you... If you are watching this or if you later, you will watch this, I will be selling those in a few months. Okay. So wait for it. Okay. Wait for it. There we go.
0: (laughs) All you brachial plexus folks out there, Victor will have a solution for you. So, we, w- you had that solution, and that was working well, and then yes. you decided to amputate the arm.
1: I decided to amputate the arm because I was uh, suffering a lot of pain. Also, because of my um, sport, or what I was in my activity, or crossfitting, basically, um, I was starting to feel this back pain, and having this rotation pain. And, I'm and, sure. And it was becoming almost like a syndrome. So the whole reason of it it's because I wanted to have a better life. Yeah. Um not because of yeah, I mean, doing fitness was a big option, but was a big uh part of it, but also having a decent way of living and and being comfortable with myself and feeling this sense of being free yeah
0: do you wish you'd done it sooner oh yes
1: yeah i actually thought about it but because of my mom uh i didn't do it because she was like no wait there's just, they're just gonna she's gonna yeah a Solution's gonna come you know right. something's gonna happen and you just gotta wait so yeah she was looking at me with the small eyes and you right. know and she was with all the love but it's still so four years later i told her hey um I'm gonna look for the doctor. I'm gonna talk with the insurance guys and all that. So just let me handle this. And if you wanna be there, I, will, I, will, I mean, I will love you forever. And if not, it's the same thing. Of course. It's just it, this is my this is my thing. Yeah. This is my life. And
0: it's made things a lot easier, huh?
1: A hundred percent, Yeah. Just living. That's better.
0: Th- in the, so there's like five guys we know in this adaptive CrossFit space who have done the same thing, yes. brachial plexus injuries, end up deciding to get an There's a guy in my gym here in Raleigh, Shane. Shane oh, Shane yeah. Shane uh, did the same thing, elected amputation because of arm, the arms paralyzed. Yeah. And, you know, not just like mildly paralyzed with a lot of lift or like elbow flexion no, or extension. Totally. Just it's a paralyzed same limb. Same as So me. I always wondered that. I always – and I never influenced or I never tried to encourage it. So I was like ah, – because obviously I'm – an amputee and but i have that uh, native anatomy yeah. i have full function above my amputation um so i'm not we're very similar but different yes and i always saw like the brachial plexus folks and i was like i hope they're not doing it because they think that it'll be like this it'll help because i think it helps create like an anchor point 100%. on like accessory work and stuff like it that it does and that's what I always uh, thought. I was like, man, if I were that way, I would probably amputate. But I'm not. I would. I'm the last person to have any statement or, or to go encourage yeah, people and to amputate. Everybody
1: is need- in their own space. Their exactly. Own mental Neither space. do I. There was a lot of people asking me about that. Hey, how you feel about after yeah. Doing surgery? Yeah. Should, Should I do this too? Should I do this? that? Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, this is this was my uh, my uh, yeah. This was my decision. So yeah. It's, It was my, it's my life. And it's, it's, you can speak to what I want. Exactly. Your experience is a very
0: good one. And frankly, every person I've heard who's had it done is like, I wish I'd have done this sooner. Oh yes. But again, listeners, please do not take this as we're telling you to chop your arms off. If you have a paralyzed one, uh, think about it. Think about it though. Exactly. But, and I, you know, this brings up like, I think about this for folks in wheelchairs with a lot of paralyzed folks. I'm like, what if they just chopped them off? Now, we're getting down a rabbit hole that I don't want to talk about here, <laughs> but these are the things that I think about sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's a sometimes. little bit But, you know, uh, we're just exposed to it. We see all different types of adaptive conditions, all different types of people. So my brain wanders sometimes and thinks about ways in which we could uh, make life a little bit more functional. But anyways, uh, now that the listeners have a little bit of understanding, background of you, how you've gotten here, how we've gotten to know each other through competition, all this stuff. It's been a while. The use of social media uh, connects us together, and it's a pretty cool place to share training tips and techniques and equipment and stuff like that. Um, But uh, let's talk about some current event stuff, stuff that's been going on, stuff that's been happening uh, since we've gotten together back in June for the Bacon Beatdown in Florida. So (laughs) – we get to the Bacon and beat down in Florida. Super cool. A lot of adaptive athletes that I'd never met before in person uh, decided to come and compete. So it was really great to see different divisions represented, different athletes in those divisions who would never met before from all over uh, the country. All over. Uh, and really the world. So um, we got there to compete. It was a three-day competition. Um, first day had three events. Second day had two – or no, it was a two-day competition, right? Yeah, it was two yeah, days. Yeah, two days. Two days. Second day just had uh, two events, so it wasn't a lot of volume, but it was fun. Um, first couple events were just classic CrossFit short, fast rounds of stuff. They went well. Third event, oh, third God. event. This event is epic on oh, so it many is. levels. It's, it is. Victor has an epic story. I don't even know what camera to look at. We're looking at yeah, phones we have over three here. Cameras, for we it. I don't know. YouTube over here. Uh, luckily, this is just <clears> a podcast, so don't worry too much about the cameras. But. Okay, third event of the day. Uh, we just done two. We actually aren't feeling pretty fried. We're feeling pretty fresh. Uh, and it is in five minutes. Establish a one rep max clean and jerk. Now, if you have followed me on Instagram or the, the, a lot of the uh, sports networks, my freaking lift there went oh, viral. Yes. And I haven't talked about this. We haven't. Do, I haven't yeah, been need. on a podcast we or need discussed to discussed. It. it. But there's a lot that happened in. That five-minute window, a lot that was on camera that the world has uh, seen and it's been shared in my lift, but a freaking crazy moment that happened <laughs> uh, with Victor. And we're gonna we're gonna briefly talk about it here because I think it's important to address, and then everything that unfolded after that. Oh so my God. this event was Victor and I were talking about it. We went and got lunch before this uh, event three at the Bacon Beatdown. And um, we knew a five minute window. One rep max clean and jerk. Two years ago at the Wheelwad Games in in Collingwood, Ontario, I had PR'd my clean and jerk at 200, 200 pounds. pounds. That event was actually a two rep max, so I actually didn't it didn't get recorded as a legit uh, rep, but it was on video, and uh, and that one was uh, my my glory moment. Never thought I would put 200 pounds overhead. So we come uh, fast forward to this Bacon down event three. We're about to do it. We're eating lunch. Victor and I are talking. We're like, yeah, man, I mean, 200. Like, in training, we've been able to get 200 overhead. Like, I think we should go for 205, you know, 215. And so that was the game plan. And then I said to him, we were talking about it. I was like, dude, the idea, like, if we <laughs> – the, the progression of this load we're trying to put oh, overhead, man. the idea is that this would get – Heavier, And we'll just get better and fitter at this. But I was like, the idea of putting 225 overhead makes no sense, like, anatomically. Like, I'm a, I'm one I'm hundred 160, 165 pounds on a heavy day, and, uh, and, you know, and I know how I look compared to 225 pounds. And, like, I don't understand how I should be able to balance that overhead. This is what we said
1: right yeah, before that Yeah, we were talking we literally about said that. Yeah, exactly the same I thing. I said I
0: would never put that over my head. I, it just doesn't make sense. Or it wouldn't be safe.
1: I remember I said, that would be fucking amazing.
0: And he said, yeah, that would be amazing. And I was like, well, it probably won't ever happen. And then we go and start warming up. Weight feels pretty good. Get out on the floor. Five minutes oh starts. Oh, my God. We, just, we just begin. Uh, I think we open at 185.
1: 185. We open at 185.
0: Open at 185. <laughs> I honestly then got into, um, like, tunnel vision. For the next four minutes, Victor was, like, right in front of me to the Right yes uh but i didn't i never saw him never noticed them or saw him again for the rest of the lifts so uh <laughs> i hit 185 do you hit yeah 185? i hit 185 yeah put on i put on i went straight to 205 yes i
1: went i went to 195
0: you went to 195 yeah i went 205 i hit 205 you hit two you hit 195 no, we'll get to this. This is where shit. Yes. Okay, we'll this get to where we get. we'll get this to where Victor's lift here in a moment. <laughs> I think you went for it once and just missed. Just a clean miss. And then I think you yes. set up because I hit cuz anyway, so so <laughs> I hit 205 and crowd goes wild, I go wild in my mind and in my heart cuz I'm Man, like even Holy even shit, that's I go a wild. That's a, yeah, oh. Victor apparently was watching. But, again, I apologize. <laughs> I wasn't aware of anybody on the floor. Like, I wasn't. That's the way, man. Was, that's competition, It dude. was the barbell, what? me, and then, honestly, I'm a bit of a showman. It was the audience. I was, like, looking at them, and they yeah, were all, like, getting that's hyped. The way. So, I was like, that's oh, man. It's been too long. I haven't been in front of people So this is the moment. So, to a five, a surprise, hit it, went well. I said, oh, my gosh, we still have, like, three minutes. So, I slapped 215 uh, <laughs> on there, hit that, couldn't believe it. You know, cheered, jumped up and down. Crowd went crazy. That was it. I thought I was done. I was like, that is it. That was one one what fifteen, a, two fifteen. 2.15. Right? What yes, a success. Yes, yes you know, yes, yes. 200 being the previous. 15-pound PR is huge. I also saw it. And, okay. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate it. And then uh, I look at the clock, and there's like a little over a minute left. And I thought, here's the moment. Uh, oh we're God. here now. We're here now. Shit. Everyone is here watching. Uh, there are two – you know, um, five pound plates sitting on either side of my bar. I was like, "It's a good time to load it up. Let's see what happens." So we just put those on. We got two twenty-five on the bar, uh, and I just—I heard the announcer say, "As long as that barbell's off the ground before the end, yeah, you're you're good. It yes, counts." Right. So it was like f- ten seconds left, and I was like, "All right, here we go. Let's clean it." Cleaned it. I uh, thought it was going to feel a lot heavier than it did. It was like a it was like a power clean. Yeah, like barely squat power clean it. And I was like, oh, oh my and God. That, that moment, it was just maximum adrenaline. Oh. I could feel the hairs on the back of my neck stand <laughs> up. I still didn't think I had the lift, but I was like, I'm going to I gonna bounce out of this dip again. so hard. And I, and I went down and bounced up, went to that split, hit it, locked it out, could not believe it. No, Started sorry. to celebrate there, which is a little bit of a no-no, shouldn't do that. Started to freak out and celebrate there. Luckily stood it up, stood tall, and then dropped it. And that – moment was insane yes, the yes, crowd yes, went wild yes, yes. It, it was five i was literally in the front rack on the dip there were three two one and it ended right when it went overhead was so thankful that somebody caught it on video oh yeah uh, a lot of people and, caught uh, it on video. got to got to capture that moment okay so that's me uh tooting my own horn uh enough of that uh i was very very grateful for that moment though that but was amazing in that five minutes <laughs> victor almost fucking <laughs> killed himself I mean, this is funny, but now that we can laugh at it, but and it, and I guess it wasn't the moment because I didn't even know it happened. But looking back <laughs> at it, immediately after, I was like, "Holy shit, Victor!" So, Victor, man, you have unfortunately. Had some bad luck when it yeah, comes man. to previous competitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like in the in a heat of a moment, it just something doesn't, or even like traveling to try to get to a competition. Yeah, I remember and issues that too. with a visa or something, something out of your control, and it's always so unfortunate. And this event this is why I was so excited, why we were talking about it before, because I was like, this is the event where we go out here. And oh, yes, crush yes, yes, and yes, yes, crush, yes. and there is no better lifter than Victor. Uh, I just try to emulate him, and I get uh, I get lucky at, in competitions oh, a lot more on. than he does. Come but on. he's the most explosive barbell lifter. Like you, you, everybody, if you lift and you do CrossFit, you know, Olympic weightlifting, you know, triple extension, all that stuff, and into that hip pocket and all that. <laughs> well, he does that flawlessly, and I make a ton of excuses as to why I don't do that. Because I'm just one on lifter and my anatomy length and all this stuff, but there really is no excuse. And he does it the best, and he's the most explosive under the bar. Nobody gets under it faster, so it's incredible to watch him in these uh, these lifts. Uh, so in this event, it was uh, 185 went well, got it up, no yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah,
1: 185 went well. 195. 195 it won. The clean went well. The clean was good. Yeah, the jerk. I failed the jerk, and then I repeated. Yeah, I think I, you
0: missed it once, and then waited, and then, waited, waited, and, and then yeah, and the then I missed it,
1: the, and, and then I missed the clean. Oh, okay. Yeah, then I okay. missed the clean. Then, because it was like the last minute. It was the happened. last minute. It wasn't last minute, so I don't remember if it was. I think it was 195. I don't remember if it was the uh, I had the little ones there, but it was 195 because mm-hmm. I missed a few jerks, and I thought, well, I should go with 200. I don't know if I did that, but 195. Okay. okay yeah. So. I hit the clean, pretty good, and I don't remember what happened, but I think I hit the jer- I hit the jerk, uh, and yeah, the bar just went on me. You did it came. This is through, this is because of evidence. We've gone back
0: and oh, found video I and mean, yeah, photo have, evidence. I have a video, yes. But so you first of all, on that final event, the one where it 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 came down and hit you in the back of the head, that
1: <laughs> that you. Uh, you did not split jerk. No, you I like did squat it. squat No, no, no. I, I split jerked it. That was the one that I failed. I squat jerked one, one and I failed that
0: one. Okay, okay.
1: okay. And I was like, oh, well. Okay, so the last
0: one was a split. Yeah, the, okay, one, okay. the last
1: one. When you hit that 225, two, two I, I I also did a split jerk. Okay. And I saw it. And I was yes. Like, yes. So this is what happened in the
0: video. This is how we like know kind of what happened is you see me hitting it in a pan over briefly of Victor. And the he gets under 195, and then the arm buckles a little bit, and he yes. jumps back behind it to get out of it, and it grazes it, it nicks, it caught me, it caught me there in the back, the back of the back of his head as he's jumping back out of it, and so yeah, it gave him a little gash on the back. of I the actually head. got knocked out for like and one second. Yeah, you second. felt, you felt. That's what you said. You were like, dude, I was out. And so we watched the video, and you like, yeah, it hits you, and then you don't just like hit and then stumble back and stand no, up. Just, you like hit and fall down, <laughs> yes, and lay yes, down yes. and rock back on your back. And then for a brief second – and then you roll right – because at that moment, as soon as you fall back on your back, the crowd goes crazy because I just hit the 225. exactly,
1: and I just – I was like, So what? He, boom.
0: Yes, I think you went a little bit out and rocked back, and then you woke up and everyone was clapping. So you just jumped up and started. I started clapping because I
1: know you hit that
0: you one t- two twenty five. Yes, you just jumped up and you came over. Good job, Logan. Good job, Logan. Was, Thanks,
1: bro. And I was on you know cloud nine. And I had yeah, no yeah. Idea yeah. What you was were happening. out. You were out, man. You were out. Lenny and then Lenny comes and says, "Hey, you got blood in the back of your head." Yeah, and I was, he hugs what? you and he's
0: like, "Bro, you got blood on your
1: head." <laughs> And yeah, you said, "Whoa, whoa, yeah, wait, wait, what, what, what the hell?" I'm
0: like, well, I guess I don't remember what just happened.
1: Yeah, and I told Johnny, and Johnny was like, "Oh shit, let's go." Yeah, and he took me to the medicine guy, to that, uh, yeah, to the doctors and all that. on the that on, yeah. the, on the competition. Yeah, and uh, I remember when I was walking there, it felt really weird my eyes went crazy. For exactly, a
0: dude. You, he, Victor started to say every single thing that is a sign of a concussion. Exactly, <laughs> yes. exactly.
1: I I went – my eyes went blurry, then they went crazy for a little bit, then – Yeah. Yeah. It was –
0: Concussions are scary. It's not something to joke about, but we're glad you're okay. But we literally had some of the best medical staff immediately on site and then uh, a PA the whole time with you, uh, Diana, making sure that we were taking care of the wound and not letting you just fall asleep, keeping you awake. And this – remind you – all listening. This is day one. It was event three day one, all of this is happening as soon as it happens, and Victor starts saying, like, yeah, vision's a little blurry. Like, we know he has a concussion, and mm-hmm. that yes. has to be managed yes. uh, professionally. Victor is like, No, I'll compete tomorrow. Yeah, it should be fine to compete tomorrow.
1: We're I like, mean, yeah, bro. that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted because, no. yeah, that's the whole reason why I came here. And I have people that was supporting me and all totally. that, totally, totally. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. not for your uh, own brain to sacrifice your own brain so the second the second day uh, day number two uh, the first event was uh, a swim yep and some cleans with uh, sandbags i remember Mm -hmm. and yeah i had no problem with the sandbags but with the swim i remember the head judge it was kevin uh and johnny they were telling me about. Oh, I don't think it's a good idea. You should think about this. You should, you know, reconsiderate the option of, you know, just withdraw from the competition. And I mean, yeah, it was a responsible um, decision to make. So mm-hmm. yeah, I withdraw from the competition. I mean, I was, I wasn't mad, but I was frustrated. Yeah, of and, course. You know, sad because of course again, after a lot yeah. of. A year and a half a year of and, training. and a half exactly of training and just lockdown and being
0: this is prep to go to the
1: game exactly so boom this happens and mm. oh man now i gotta stop for a week and i get well i will take this as a rest moment right and get ready for the real uh training yes um i felt weird for a week maybe yeah. a week and a half yeah my head was weird uh but luckily nothing nothing worse happened and I get out with it. <laughs> you got
0: out with that <laughs> this little a cool little battle wound on the back of your head I guess you can barely see it though yeah so you
1: not. can yeah, I don't think you can see it I don't so think you can see
0: it. that happens they super glue it. That's beginning of June you know <laughs> uh, scary lifting event but all is good. Victor just you know has a little bit of foggy brain for a week no problem.
1: No no problem no problem you know cool. things happen. Uh, um, but we're not done there
0: we're not done there no listeners uh, Victor's luck gets even better <laughs> uh, we get so okay so we're there all that oh, happens yeah. uh, Victor yeah, yeah. decides well I, I'm living here in Raleigh I've got my house and my fiance Emily is out in Colorado all summer she got a really cool she's getting temporary here. job she's been working at a really cool sustainable agriculture farm out there but anyways Yeah, I haven't seen her in a couple months, and she's actually coming home today, very excited about it. But we were down there for that competition, and, you know, I was like, Victor, what are you doing to make sure, you know, who knows with COVID what might happen? What are you doing to make sure you get to the CrossFit Games at the end of July? Uh, And he was like, well, you know, I just hope everything is fine. And and I was like, well, I've got an extra bedroom. Uh, I've got no one living with me. Like, why don't you just come back to North Carolina and just – let's just have a training camp and just – Train leading up to the games. So, that's what he decided to do. We canceled his flight, return flight home. (laughs) And he just uh, came back to North Carolina from Florida. Oh, yeah. And he's been here ever since. And that's what we've been doing, training. So, we get back and uh okay victor's head we need to let him rest give him a week no problem all right let's get back into training getting back into it all of a sudden Uh his like mouth hurts all real bad and i'm like okay victor whatever (laughs) you got a freaking toothache go figure it out brush your teeth whatever next day he's like this is way worse way worse and by like seven o'clock he's in bed like excruciating pain i'm like no what is that is this is not good next morning He's out getting his tooth removed. Yes, because it was an infected freaking tooth that was it was, yeah, it was getting going was starting into to the getting infected, root getting canal, into, exactly, and all that. Exactly, you know, got if so you never had a toothache or pain, excruciating. No, that was
1: awful. That was awful. So I had two options: or doing that that thing, yeah, that the root canal, root canal, yes, or pull it. Yes. So that's what they did. They said, all right, that hold was your better. breath. That was here's better.
0: Some, here's some pliers. Hold your breath. Boom. <clears throat> Gone. All right, dude. Buy pain. Here's, here's a piece of gauze. See you later. By pain. So, so that happens. That was better. That happens. And Victor asked the question to the whatever orthodontist. He said, so how long until I can work out? And he's like, oh, I would give it, what do he say, three days? Three, four days. Three, four days. And that's him assuming that he's gonna Victor's gonna work out like a normal person works out, mm-hmm. like you know, you go to the gym, do some curls, run on the treadmill. Wow! No, Victor's the most savage <laughs> fitnesser ever. Like, does no workout under one hundred ten percent. So, <laughs> the doctor saying three days meant more like a week. And uh, so, yeah, anyways, yeah, that literally. was another mental battle for Victor to <laughs> try to recover and rest while you know he's living with me and I'm training and he's unable to. So it's tough, man, as a competitor especially when you're with your competitors. It's tough when you're trying to battle that sort of stuff and just get healthy in order to get the benefits from, from training. Exactly. So exactly. it was uh, un- another unfortunate event that I kind of sat back and was like, man, I wish there was something I could do, but all you can do is just let them rest and recover. And so that happened. Another week went by. Uh, that subsided. That pain, discomfort subsided. And then you jump back into training, Yeah. and we had like – Three, three, three weeks. Three, four weeks. Three, four weeks yes. until the CrossFit Games. Yes. And then uh, we we got all primed up, ready to go for that. Went to Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, had our uh, awesome debut uh, of that the men's upper extremity experience. at the CrossFit Games.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So, let's talk about that. Uh, we got to the CrossFit Games <laughs> on a Sunday. Sunday. Uh, Sunday morning, we flew in early in the morning, and then we, we went to uh, register to, straight, check so to check in. So this year is the first year that – well, there's it's the first of many uh, things. Well, technically it's the second year of Eric Rozo, the new CEO, yes, uh, being there uh, for the CrossFit Games. But last year was an anomaly. It was hosted at the ranch because of COVID. It was only five athletes, so it was like very much not the CrossFit Games. This year – was our first exposure to what we (coughs) might expect the future of CrossFit games to look like. And, you know, like it seems like it's moving in a freaking awesome direction. It was Uh, incredible on so many levels. Um, you know, the new title sponsor, Noble, um, it was such a cool way that they put on, you know, granted, we don't have the context of like previous registrations, but I've heard, um, I've heard from other af- from other athletes what it used to be like, and this was just really cool. We all had like private lockers that we oh, went into, oh, yes. and you had like your own uh, assistant that made sure all the clothes fit right and your, your shoes name. fit it was right. Your name
1: on top of the locker, I yeah, mean, it amazing, yeah, it was man. branded
0: for you, and, and your name on the sh- on the I mean, shirt. These lockers were <sighs> they looked like display, oh, you know, God. display lockers in Foot Locker or something. They were God, amazing.
1: That, that was like NBA, thing. really cool,
0: really cool how they managed that process and did it. Um, yeah. funny thing, and I guess we'll address it here. Uh, I am not a member at Gritstone CrossFit, which was my affiliate on my shirt. Uh, great affiliate from what I hear. Uh, here they're awesome. They're, uh, in the UK, they're in London <laughs> from what I understand. <laughs> I've been to London a long time ago. I've never been to that gym though. Would love to drop in sometime. Uh, but just so you guys, and many of you probably have no idea, but, uh, if you were noticing, some affiliate names wrong. We there was a little bit of a hiccup oh, yes. on a spreadsheet for the adaptive division uh, that was given to Noble. So um, just by you know one cell being off with with the with the spreadsheet, it threw off all the affiliate names. Yeah. So what actually happened is a lot of the guys got Chaos. the girls affiliate. The girls got the guys affiliate. So. Um, we we had the wrong affiliate names, but n- uh, not not a big issue, not a problem at all. Honestly, it's it's a great example of uh, the fact that we are a close-knit community. The CrossFit Games is a culmination of a ton of local communities coming together. So uh, while I wish I could have been representing my, my Raleigh box here, Noose River CrossFit, I, I had um, Gritstone CrossFit in London. So I can't wait Gritstone. to go to London someday yeah. and drop in. Uh, so <laughs> that was just a little bit of a – I don't know if you even call it a hiccup, but just an unexpected obstacle uh, there. But Noble was phenomenal about it. Those guys were, you know, even with that sort of uh, hiccup happening last minute, they were so cool. Uh, They were telling us how they're going to send us all our appropriate gear in the mail so we can have that memorabilia with the appropriate affiliate stuff on it. it. Um, But even so, in the meantime, they reprinted. They were hustling to reprint our white shirts for the ceremony to make sure that we had those. Displayed properly. Um, they were editing our photos to make sure the proper affiliate was yeah, shown was cool. on, was like, cool. the cover photos. So, above and beyond. Above and beyond in every way that the title sponsor managed uh, that situation uh, and the experience for us as athletes. Uh, it was fantastic. Throughout the entire, throughout the entire time. entire amazing. You know? Man. And uh, shout out to Kevin and Alec for being the... Big shout out. The organizers of that division. Big shout out. For us, um, you know... It was can't imagine, can't imagine managing all of that. Oh, getting a little bit Noble of too. insight to them from them and how much o- operational work it was, logistical work it was. Oh yeah, uh, to be synced up with all the other age groups and and the masters and teens competition, incredible. Uh, so yes, we get there, we get checked in, we got so much shit. Oh my god, so much shit. So much. You want to talk about all the stuff they gave
1: us? Do you? You talk about.
0: So, I mean, I'm very grateful for it. It was awesome. Uh, I mean, I gotta, why not? I got to tell you, I'm sponsored by Nike. So, while I have all the gear, I'm not <laughs> able or or uh, wearing any of it. Uh, the shirts felt good. They were, they were cool shirts.
1: But, yeah, you want to talk about, like, how many Oh, my yeah, God, yeah. They gave us, like, six pairs of shoes. I mean, they gave us two training shoes with light gray and black. They gave us, like, t- uh, two or three pairs of running shoes, white, black, and like mixed a, colors. Like a trail shoe. Yeah, like a trail run shoe. And, and then like a – The lifting shoe. Lifter, and the yeah. flippers. The flip flops. Yeah, the slippers. Yep. The slippers. Uh, bags. Three bags. Three bags. Big bags. The the the, 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 the backpack and – The big duffels. Oh, my God, yes. They give us a lot of things. A lot of stuff. A lot. A lot, lot of stuff. Lot. There was it was it was too much.
0: Which is cool. Yeah, I mean it's cool that they that they did that. Oh it, yes, it was, it was really like, really neat for all the folks to like I said, get just, that experience. Just having
1: your name printed on a on that shirt, it's yeah. a lot, man. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's freaking light. It's A lot yeah. to be thankful of. Exactly,
0: and we got the same experience. So you know, adaptive athletes, uh, masters, and teens, they the same experience as uh, individual elites. You know, we did it before. We were kind of a few days before individual elites oh, came yes. and competed, but. Uh, it was really cool to see that they all athletes were treated uh, in that same in that same regard. So that was a great intro. intro. Uh, now let's talk about the events. So we didn't know these like the we didn't know too many events. details of these oh, events yeah. going into the weekend or the week for us. Um, first day was on Tuesday, and we knew we had three events. We knew that event one was called a run or something long run. Long run. We knew event two was called rope climb, heavy deadlift. And yeah. we knew event three was called uh, Snatch. It's heavy Snatch. Heavy Snatch. Yeah, that was. Which actually, those uh, cues ended up being uh, a little bit misleading, but understandably so. We're dealing with <laughs> adaptive divisions, a lot of changes in movements and stuff. So for us, though, uh, the first event was, um, for upper extremity men, a four-and-a-half-mile run. So the way that worked was there were this lap on the course outside, and we had to do six laps. So each lap was about 1,200 meters
1: yeah, and probably, yeah, most that uh, how'd that event go? Uh, it was fun. It wasn't that good for me. I wasn't. I was expecting a little bit. Uh, that it was better for me, but it wasn't. You guys were pretty fast. You guys were pushing it. I mean, Casey and and Josue and Xavi and and you, man. I mean, you were going pretty fast. I remember until the lap number three or four. I don't remember now. It was a what, mile, the third mile. Uh, I got caught on that thought that I was going too fast. Mm. And then I was thinking, oh, man. Well, I'm going to trust that they're gonna, they are gonna they are also going to slow down. So I'll take a chance. I'll take a risk. Go for it. Go for it. So, yeah, I slowed Shh. down. And pff, you never, I mean, you guys never slow down. So well i stopped seeing you guys and yeah i was i was going at my own pace i wasn't trying to win that event i wasn't trying to to burn myself on the first event you know the games aren't win on the first event no uh you gotta save some for the next two events and uh yeah i just slowed down and and enjoyed the 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 crowd that was cheering us up you know yep clapping you know, and yelling and, and saying our names. <laughs> that was so fun, man. Exactly right. Uh, and, and that's the r- and, and also thankful. I mean, it's amazing to have the opportunity after being in lockdown for the, a year and a half to have the chance to compete against our friends, like I said before, and being able to display the same thing for people that thought, that, oh, my God, poor thing, it's an adaptive uh, human being. And now. Yeah, we showed them that it's not about that. And not even ourselves, look at ourselves as an adaptive people. But uh you know, I mean I enjoyed it. Every it was a single event. second of it. I enjoyed it. I'm glad to hear you enjoyed it. Uh, um so yeah. I came out fifth on that one. I wasn't expecting that. But that's the interesting part about uh these
0: competitions. This competition for us precisely. is the top five uh in each division here. So the worst you can do is be the fifth fittest person on earth in your division. It's hard. It's hard. How? I mean, what? That's amazing. So, and like in it's events like there, that, man. and we'll we'll address this in other events because I definitely had this mentality, uh, for better or for worse. But if you're in fifth and you know you're not going to win it, there's no why wreck yourself, especially on the first event.
1: Exactly.
0: So fifth is fifth. It's the same. If you lose it by a second or if you come in fifth by a second or by, you know, 30 minutes, it's the same amount of points. Yes. So, anyways, that's just a little bit of a competitive insight to our division and uh, how the competition went. But, yeah, four-and-a-half-mile run, um, I was, like, oh, I don't want to say overly confident, but I felt so good about that going into it. I knew Casey is a freak of nature. Casey Acre, he won that, and he comes from long distance running, mid distance running in yes, high school. Yes. So I knew he had that uh, in his back pocket, but um, thought I would be able to stick with like Hosway uh, and Zabi. But and I even had like my Nike cheater shoes on. I had my freaking the shoes that the guy broke the two minute, two mile, or two hour uh, marathon in, or whatever. Like, I mean, I literally call them the Nike cheater shoes. They're amazing. They help out a lot. They're runners. <laughs> but I thought, like, okay, these things, I'm, I'm golden here. Uh, no, it was hard. It was a really hard event. Uh, I don't think leading up we were really doing long runs. So a long run, I was just banking on my experience. Uh, I had done, like, earlier in the year prior, I ran my first half marathon, and that was a brutal experience, but I just wanted to do it. Um, so I felt like I could just pull from that experience and, like, do well in this event. Not <laughs> at all the case. Not at all the case. No. Uh, yeah, I came in fourth in that one. And those guys, uh, Casey, Josue, and Zabi, they were, they were fast, they real were fast. fast. They finished, they I think, fast. like a few minutes ahead. So that was event one early in the morning on Tuesday. Um, it was uh, pretty hot, but, you know, typical conditions down here in North Carolina, Uh, Event two. So, what happens next? Next workout, which was called uh, rope climb deadlift.
1: Yeah, deadlift.
0: We get briefed on this workout, and it ends up being five rounds of one rope climb, climb. five dumbbell power snatches at 100 pounds for us on the dumbbell. Pretty heavy dumbbell. We train a lot with a 50. We train frequently with a 70, very rarely with 100 uh, so that was meant to be super heavy and, and kind of shock us because when we go that heavy with snatches, we're typically on a barbell.
1: Yeah, it wasn't that heavy, man.
0: It felt I mean, heavy. it was heavy,
1: but... It felt heavy. I mean... Round five felt very heavy. Yeah, well, round me. five, yes. The first yes. rounds, it was like, oh, my Mr. God. Macho over here. It wasn't No, heavy, come on. It's fucking pound adrenaline, pound bro. Bell, bro. It's it's fucking, no, it's I mean, you fucking heavy. nailed it with 120. <laughs> Remember that? I
0: mean, we went unbroken on all... all on oh, all rounds. Uh, For sure. That's the name of the game, but it was... Uh, honestly, what made it feel heavy to me was the heat. That workout amongst the whole weekend to me,
1: the heat was the hottest I ever felt. Was well, in the I come too. from a very hot place. Yeah, that wasn't heat. that wasn't hot for me. Okay, Mr. Macho. over No, no. it was
0: literally 110 degrees <laughs> on the floor. The only cool spot was at the top of the rope when you touched the <laughs> mark. As soon as you began to descend, it got 10 degrees hotter, and then you stepped off this mattress that was like okay it's pretty warm onto the turf and then you were like oh yeah this is 110 degrees oh my gosh i was so i don't know i guess it was adrenaline i guess it was it was adrenaline two in it the was afternoon f- it adrenaline. was our second event it was really like our I mean, first crossfit event and uh and i came out really hot i, I came out imagine really if fast. that would
1: have be been the weather when we were running that would be crazy well yeah i mean it was cold when we were running Oh, that I I disagree. No. Cold, Little Mr. Macho Man over here. It was cold? North guy over here. It wasn't here. cold,
0: but it was it was muggy. It was so now, for it was me, so that was cold. humid. That was cold for me. Well, all right. He was here 2 months training, I guess he wasn't in the same <laughs> weather I was in. So, 5 rounds, one rope climb, 5 dumbbell power snatches. I came out way too hot. I tried keeping up with Casey. Casey I knew was going to run between the rope and the dumbbell. I did that the first two rounds, and then I was, I was peaking. I was heart rate maxed, and it was like, and I, honestly, obviously, I think this is a lot of the reason why I felt like it was so hot out there. And then I, uh, I started walking, but still, as soon as you get to the rope, jump up, get up the rope, come down, walk up to that dumbbell, and do those snatches. My heart was pounding. That was a great event for me. I got second on that one. It was a good event. And uh, it was a great event for all of us. We all went up and down yeah. that rope real quick. The interesting part about it, just to give you all some context, if you're curious, uh, Josue, he was the only one that had to go to the 20-foot mark on the 20. rope. We all climbed to the 15-foot mark, which was indicated by like a, a spray paint line on the rope. Josue had to go to the 20-foot mark, which is where it's connected to at the rig up top, because he has two points of contact Contact. two arms that he was going to use to ascend and descend the rope so that's their way for accounting for that uh and then we all had to do single arm same arm um dumbbell power snatches five each round so uh yeah it was a good event it was a good event i mean the times were really fast um yeah we had like what
1: six minutes of time cap five
0: yeah it was and i think we were close under three yes yeah, it was fast, real fast. That was my, probably my favorite CrossFit event that we had that there. That was pretty good. Yeah, it
1: yeah. was pretty cool too.
0: Yeah. All right. And hey, thanks for everyone tuning in, watching on live. Yes. I know we've got a few of you guys here. We've been on here for over an hour. Gracias a la gente que está. Appreciate you hanging out. just a podcast episode. It'll be available on Spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts later. Yeah. But uh, let's move on to event three. So, That was our second event of day one, and we had one more event to finish up day one. This event, uh, similar to the Bacon Beatdown, was a moment that I was so excited for. Oh, yes. Uh, It was another one-rep max lift. This one, we had six minutes to establish a one-rep max deadlift for the upper extremity division. Lower extremity did a one-rep max snatch, and neuromuscular did a one-rep max clean. Those were the three adaptive divisions in this year's CrossFit Games. And we all did that event in the Coliseum. So it's like the indoor uh, competition floor at the games. And uh, we all did that one at the same time. So all the guys were out there together um, doing their, uh, in all the different divisions, doing their uh, lift. So upper extremity, one uh, rep max deadlift. This was my jam. This is where I thought I should uh, absolutely crush this and win it. Uh, I was pretty familiar with Victor, Josue, or no, pretty familiar with Victor, Zabi, and Casey's yeah. deadlift uh, maxes. Very unfamiliar with Josue uh, and his lifts, and just generally him as an athlete. So um, he was next to me, luckily, so I was trying to watch him throughout that uh, event. And it was only it was only six minutes, so it was going to go by fast. So pretty we fast. had a lot of time to warm up. We had primed up good on the deadlift. So I got out there, and I think I went straight for 455 or something. <laughs> For the first pull. Oh my God. Um, what did you end up getting? 335. So I got. Uh, for a PR, right? Yeah, five pounds PR. Five pound PR, hell yeah. So Vic Woo. PR'd out there. That uh, was awesome. Uh, Casey was far away from me, but again, I wasn't too worried about him. He was very transparent and had t- was telling me his deadlift numbers. And <laughs> uh, I didn't take those to heart. I still watched him to make sure because I thought he might try to pull one on me oh and say, I can only pull 400 and go out there and pull <laughs> 520 or something, but um, I think Casey pulled 415 or 405, uh, and that was awesome for him. And so I'm over here looking at Josue, and I'm seeing him load up very similar to how I'm loading. Uh, I pull 455 and I see that he pulls I think 450, I forget four. what he pulled 450 or something around yeah. there similar. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go to 490. Uh, and be like, okay, this is my you know one rep max, like, this is the most I can go to. Let's see if he gets to that. I pulled 490, and then uh, I saw like one minute left that he pulled 500 or he pulled, he did a deadlift, um, and and it looked like you know really hard, but he did it clean, it was a very clean deadlift. Um, and then he dropped it, and so and I was like, "It's one minute left." And I went, I walked up because in front of each of our platforms there was a a card With that exactly would display yes. your made attempt. Uh, and I frankly didn't have a, a coach in the stands telling me what to hit, so I was myself observing the floor and trying to figure out what Boy, yeah. what weight I needed to hit. So so Josue hit that, and I thought it was. So I walk, I literally walk out of my station like pretty far, like almost over to his station to see the card in front of his and it says 500 so i'm like all right walk back over to mine put 500 on i'm like if i'm gonna go for a pr like this like why not just win this event yeah and so i slapped on one pound on each side those little tiny little thin freaking one pounders on either side for 502 total and then pulled that uh right at like 30 seconds left or something. Um couldn't believe I pulled I was able to stand it up. Oh, it yeah. was a crazy holy oh, hamstrings. And I saw and that my too. My back was all rounded my and everything, God. but you know, you just get that rep up, just get it up. And so couldn't believe I got the lift. Was so fired up. Uh thought I won the event for sure. I thought I won the oh, event. Oh, I thought that too. Uh, so. <sighs> That was very frustrating. Uh, I was so happy with it, and I'm not frustrated at all with my uh, performance or outcome. But uh, just thought I had won the event. Now, granted, had I known 525, which is what host actually pulled, if that had been on that card, if I had <laughs> a tried to put 526 on the bar, first of all, I wouldn't have been able to pull it.
1: I don't think so. You you would have been able. And to I think
0: either I would have wou- just you gotten a no rep, or I would no, have no, hurt no, no. myself. No, you wouldn't pull that. So, but you would have so got
1: fried for the next day.
0: I would have got. Oh, I was anyways. I was. Anyway, like, but, uh, so yeah, so that's what happened. I'm happy I did it. Don't regret it at all. But, man. Why? <laughs> the 502 did fry me. I was smoked the next two days. So, that was it. That was our day one, three events. Then we got to go rest, recover, get ready for day two. Oh, man. Day. Those nights. Yeah, so that's, that's oh, the biggest uh, uh, epiphany on the whole. We'll talk about that at the end. But. Just recovery, the ability to recover and fuel. That was the hardest part, but we'll get there in a second. Yeah, let's not reveal Event three. All right, so we had those three events. So, you know, a long run, a quick, really fast rope climb, dumbbell snatch, and then uh, a really heavy lift, a deadlift. All right, so perfect. You wake up on uh, on Wednesday morning feeling like... That was
1: a beautiful workout.
0: Oh, man, I hated this one. Oh, no, I love the workout. I hated how I felt. I was smoked. Were, I was yeah, dead. I saw you. I saw you. So, with the towel Event in your head. 4 was a big chipper for us. This big, long chipper, ton of volume. So, just a lot of work lot to of get reps. done in a 16 minute window. So, it started off with a 84 calorie bike erg on a Concept 2 bike, <laughs> if you're familiar with those, into 42 GHD sit ups, which, if you're unfamiliar with those, uh, YouTube them. I mean, it's like the most aggressive version of a, of a sit-up you could do. Your legs are locked in on this thing, and you swing back, touch the ground, swing all the way up. Uh, we had 42 of those, right into 42 dumbbell squats. So you picked up a 50-pound dumbbell, held it in your front rack, on your chest, on your shoulder, whatever, 42 squats. Then right into 84 feet of a single-arm dumbbell overhead, overhead walking, walking lunge. Lunges. Same dumbbell, 50 feet, I mean 50 pounds in the hand. In one hand, overhead, walking lunge, eighty-four feet of that. And then at eighty-four feet, you then stop and do forty-two single arm dumbbell push press. In other words, get it from your shoulder overhead. And then you do another eighty four foot single arm dumbbell overhead walking lunge yes. to the finish line. This is all moving like in progression down the field down that we the we're on, line. this outdoor yeah. field that we were on for that workout. So if you just Listen to that. That is a lot of reps. 84 cows, 42 reps, 42 reps, 84 feet, 42 reps, 84 feet. All those movements are pretty intense on the legs. My legs were smoked before the workout even started, so uh, I did not do too well in this one. I I crashed and burned halfway through this one and was just struggling to finish the workout under the time cap. Uh, and this is where what we'll talk about at the end here. Really, I learned. Uh, the most obvious lesson in this workout, which was
1: fueling, how to fuel before oh, these yeah. events. My God. Um, yes. But this workout so went well important. for you, Vic. So important. Yeah, I mean, it came how out fourth. It wasn't that good. Or third. I don't remember. But it was a good workout. Uh, I felt good throughout the, the, the entire whole workout. Um, I had a few no reps. I remember, and you saw this too. I remember dropping the dumbbell in my head again. So you were Yeah, were the about, end. Oh, my God. This guy end. just want to kill himself. Almost. And you almost did that. Freaking...
0: <laughs> and in event two with the 100-pound dumbbell, there's a video of you. We had to progress it after each round. So yeah. you had to move it up to, like, this yes. next, like, you know, 10-foot yeah. square. And instead of, like, oftentimes I would just leave it overhead, just wa- overhead walk it. Um, but you yeah, brought it to your line. shoulder. Yeah but you like just let that whole dumbbell head just collapse on top of your shoulder. Yeah, just
1: can yeah, just drop that down and brutal squat it and you know. Yes. Just keep walking, walk through it. Walk but in that it.
0: event 4, do you remember when we started that workout, the announcer was like, "All right, and the guys have got like 62 calories on the bike." Yeah. And I, was I looked like, what? we all looked at each other and we we're like, "What?" Yeah. And then uh, we looked at our judges and we're like, are we getting off at 62? And they're like, no, no, 84, no, 84. No. And we're like, <laughs> oh, oh, man, man I would have loved <laughs> for this to be 62. Um, honestly, for me, like, not to analyze that workout too specifically, but for me, that's where I, I went too hard. I went, I knew Casey and you, all <laughs> of you guys, everybody in our in our division has these monster legs other than me. These, like, really thick. Josue no, it doesn't have that Actually, you're right, you're right. Thin legs. You're right, which is crazy because he back squats four fifteen yes.
1: for four. If you're watching this, you and chicken legs.
0: and deadlifts five twenty five. <laughs> like it's crazy. His 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 structure, like how he yes he doesn't look he's super strong. Host oh, I'm please don't take this wrong way. You don't he doesn't look that super, strong yeah, or fit super strong. or jacked. But he's I mean freaking, when he's when I saw his numbers on the monster.
1: on the on the qualifier. I was like, what? Hang
0: cleans 315 for reps too because he gets it up in that hip oh, pocket. Oh, yes, and can yes, just
1: yes. And boom. Unbelievable. He's, he's super explosive too. Huh?
0: Yes, that's what it is. Totally. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I, I was just trying to keep up. I, I knew that I was kind of at the bottom of the pack oh, on a workout like that. And so I thought I could just blow up on the biker in the beginning and my legs would just uh, refresh on the GHD sit-ups. For the dumbbell squats and all the lunging, and uh, that didn't happen. That was not the case. I didn't went too hard case. on the bike
1: because I knew I can go. I could yeah. go f- super fast in the GHDs because I didn't fail that. Yeah, yeah, not that's where all. I
0: messed up. And then the at, that at the very end there, in between those eighty-four foot uh lunges, overhead lunges, was sandwiched in those single uh, those dumbbell push presses at forty-two. Yeah, that was forty-two hard. reps. That was hard. That's what buried me yep. the most. Yeah, that became sets of like three or four. And it was just it was I don't know like, and we didn't even use our shoulder other than, you know, in the overhead lunge, but like my shoulder was just smoked, smoked. Again, I think I just I really wrecked myself from event the three. Uplift. That yes. always happens. Like in training when I'd pull really heavy the next two days, I have incredibly low energy. Incredibly low. So unfortunately, that's the situation I put myself in. So day two, that was our first event, event number four. This long chipper, as we yeah. call it, it was. Cool and one. then we had one more event, uh, early afternoon off-site event, oh, my and God. it was a swim, <gasps> a swim. Yes, Dave Castro, we can swim. Uh, he, 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 he asked. He was he was very skeptical that the adaptive division <laughs> would do well in the swim event. Well, I we heard did. I heard oh. some rumors that he thought this is the. Uh, division that would have some, you know, medical problems out in the water. Uh, I'm happy to say nobody in the adaptive division no one. needed medical uh, assistance ever in the swim event or throughout the whole weekend other than the last, the last day, last event, neuromuscular yeah. Alicia. She was going so hard. She needed some help. But that was not at all a safety issue. We were very responsible, very safe, and very prou- I'm very proud of uh, all of us. Especially in this swim event, which I dread. I hate. I suck at. uh, I'm not a swimmer. I wish I was. Like, I'm born in January. My zodiac is Aquarius. (laughs) I love the water. Like, everything about me loves the water. But man, I can't seem to figure out how to swim. And uh, this swim event was just 300 meters.
1: Yeah, it was nothing, man. Super
0: short. We go to the pool. Victor and I are going to the pool once a week, every week, leading up to that. Swimming well over that. Swimming 1,000 meters. And so, like 300, no problem. So, we go to the the site for the swim event, which is off-site, really close. But they bus us over there. And uh, we check out, you know, the system. It's like a boat ramp, so it's easy entry into the water. Uh, And then where the buoy is. We have to go out around the buoy and come back. Simple as that. Um, Super close. So... You okay. So this workout is called a three hundred meter swim. Wow. That is false. Yes. Because it was a hundred and fifty meter run run through waist deep water with algae grass oh. that is growing up to your thighs. Noodles. And then and then try to swim through a pile of people for about hundred meters and then run through shit again. That's what the event should have been called. That's what it was. That's what it should have been called. So, so there's a lot of pros and cons to all of this. Uh, pros: If you don't know how to swim too well, you could just run. walk. Yeah. You could just walk out there, yeah. take your time, keep your heart rate low. Then, when you lose your footing, do some breaststroke uh, and finish it. But honestly, even if you did, even that's what you could do, breaststroke. Uh, you got to get over a massive fear of like algae wrapping around <laughs> your arms and legs and and your face and your neck. Stuff was everywhere, and it's like this weird, like itchiness underwater. It's not like this soft, like seaweed, no, where you're like, oh, no. it just goes right by me. No, it's like <laughs> this, like it's like plants that are itching you underwater. It's, uh, I hated it, unbelievable. And okay, uh, I didn't take, I didn't swallow any water. Oh I, no, which surprising. Neither do I think? But so many athletes who did had some poop problems. You know, what? yes, there is something in that water. A lot of the individual elites were talking about having some stomach issues, and I think it was directly contributed to taking a mouthful of uh, the whatever that lake is, Madison, Wisconsin lake water. So, <laughs> anyways, this is our event: 300 meter swim out and back. Three, two, one, go. We we uh, start like at the boat ramp, standing. So we run into the water. This was the event that like we. I say we like Victor and I both, but really Victor the most needed to win it. Oh yeah. Like he needed I to, to oh, win sucks. it. And and he was saying that before. He was like, Alright Logan, this is the one. Like let's not let them let's not let them win. Like let's be in the front and let's let's finish this in the front. Uh, he was all fired up and, and I was too. I mean I knew that too, but it ought, but again, I knew where I physically was after the first event this day and just feeling more, like progressively feeling more exhausted and worn out from the deadlift over these next two days for me. So for the swim event, I heard him. I understood what he was saying, but I was like, I, I, I'm going to try, but I really don't think I'm going to be like the most aggressive <laughs> one in our heat right now. And so 3-2-1-go, uh, we all take off. I do my best to be max intensity, running into that water quickly realized i think like casey dove in to swim i think we all did we did like dove in to do one loop or two loops and as soon as we did a loop we or as soon as we did like a a a paddle we touched the ground and then we were like all right we can just stand up literally like we can run went to swim and i was like oh this is sand we got up and it was like knee deep you take two steps it gets about waist deep and Mm -hmm. it was waist deep for like 50 meters a good 50 meters and we're literally just running as hard as we can so That's all good and fine, and and I could do that, but the stimulus that that uh, provoked and (laughs) induced in my heart rate was not conducive to me than swimming. Uh, I guess all these guys are way more comfortable with higher heart rates in the water than I am because that's the moment when it became swim time where I just just couldn't put the head down and, and free stroke. I had to backstroke, had to breaststroke, I had to just tread water for a minute, trying to catch my breath, uh, and it was pretty packed. Like there were there was for, a lot of for people for the swim events we've been in. I think I kicked the people. That was the most like people around me I've ever had, and I've done a couple of triathlons or a lot of people around, but you spread out pretty quick. Yeah, this no. stayed super dense yes. because it was so short, and half of it was a water run. run. Yes, so it stayed like a really dense ball of people. Uh, so yeah, we come around. You are you're you're in the front, right? I was
1: literally in the whole workout you were leading, the whole, yeah. I was the lead, whole way. Yes, I was leading the whole way until I got.
0: And to it's the literally ramp. a trail. I mean, it's literally like Victor's leading. I think Casey's just Casey right behind you. Right, Casey and Jose is right just, behind. They're me. just. It's just both a, of them, three of them they in were a trail. Just waiting. Yep, that's they all were it was. Just
1: waiting for me.
0: Yep. And so then, as soon as you <sighs> come around the buoy, you're coming back. They're both just staying right behind you. Yeah. You get back you're done with the swim portion, and now uh, you're starting to, to stand yes, a little bit. Yes,
1: started to run, 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 run. I, when I get to the ramp. Uh, Oh, yeah. I stepped on a, a... Oh, like a little
0: like a rock or something? No, no, no.
1: There was a lot of uh, this freaking... Oh, like the algae? Yeah, the slippery freaking, algae? Yes, yes. 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 I stepped on, on that one. Oh, in the ramp, no. So, so slipped? I slipped away from that one, and Josue and Casey went just... They sent it. Like, yes, right next to me, and I was like, "Oh my God!" That's I, what I heard. I man, was, I was probably. I had this. I like, had this. I was
0: j- probably just coming around the buoy at this moment, but once I got in and and uh, wasn't dying anymore. This is exactly what Casey was, was saying. Casey was so like, "Dude, hard.
1: I was swimming so hard."
0: It was all three of us cross. Well, yeah, it was you in front, Casey, and her both trying to pass you at the same time, yes. but on either side of you, so you only saw Casey.
1: No, there was Casey or, and Josue. There was both of them. I yes. saw them.
0: One of them only saw one of the other. One of them didn't know of the other. I thought I it was Ho- you who no. didn't see Josue. Oh, no,
1: no. I, I I knew where they were.
0: Casey didn't see Josue. Then he must have only seen you or something. Some somebody only saw, that's what I think it was. So then he tried to pass you and then he saw that Hosue was yeah, about to pass you too and he to kicked the foot. He, the only reason Casey won was because he led with the chipped foot. Yes. He and stepped so on that one. so he kicked, he towed the line <laughs> and then Josue was two-tenths of a second behind him. Yes. And then you were like, A second or two seconds. Maybe three seconds. Or three seconds. You were then just right behind them. I was – yeah,
1: I was right there. And I was –
0: ah, man. And what was that workout? Because to me, that was just – it was just like my legs, my quads. Yeah, my quads were were feeling it.
1: My quads were feeling it. And because of the intensity that I was swimming off, my head was pounding. Golly. Yeah. I was was breathing pretty hard, and and I don't remember if I was breathing.
0: Jeez, dude. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so. I was
1: swimming swimming super fast because I, I really wanted to win that one. Who's this? I was close to it.
0: Hey brothers, I'm also a right arm amputee and I want to say a big thank you for the strength you give me every day, Logan. Best of luck for both of you. Hey
1: Thank you, man. Thanks,
0: bro. Appreciate it. Pun Punhita Dip I have no idea how to say your Instagram handle, <sighs> but really appreciate you, bro. We're the we're the one arm army. The army, bro. Oh, Join yes. the army, man. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you guys for uh, checking out the live feed here. Uh, this is a long podcast, but hey, we got to get oh. through it. We got to talk about all these yes, events, man. One more, two more. Um, so day two, that was it. Two events. Yeah, uh, um, that was a good day for that me. That was gracious. That was like I, I appreciated that <laughs> programming. Uh, I, I know when we first got there and we first knew that there was like only seven events for us, I was pretty bummed. Um, and I was oh, like, man. man, we're not going to get a show of fitness enough. But hey, I got to say, I'm I'm glad that it, it was good. It was good. I mean, good. one
1: more day, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be Matt.
0: <laughs> no, man, you were well on your way. You were gaining points. Yeah, I was closing off. I
1: was closing off.
0: All right, so day three, Thursday, July 29th, we show up. And we've got two more workouts event. Yep. Well, they call it event seven and event nine, just because for the rest of the divisions, that's what number it was. But for us, it was event six, six and, seven. and seven. Yeah, total of seven events. So, no, what they call event seven, our actual event six, uh, was a another workout outside on at the North Park, as they call it, yeah. the field, the outdoor field. The North Park. It was. Uh, Super interesting rep schemes, like these freaking rep schemes. What in the world are we doing with numbers? Yes, like we're athletes, we're trying to go out here. Now we got to remember all these numbers. And now, granted, we don't. Like judge has to remember, but you should know as an athlete. And this was like doing freaking algebra for uh, for me out there. So this is what it was. Yeah, it was straight through. So kind of like chipper style. 30 burpees to a target. The target was like the pull-up bar oh, right yeah. above us. So you had to come up under the pull-up bar, do a burpee, jump up, touch the pull-up bar. 30 burpees to the target. 40 calories ski erg concept two ski erg, oh, yeah. and then 135 double unders, and then 24 burpees to a target, and then 30 calories on the ski erg, and then 108 double unders. <laughs> no, not 109. 108. Not 110 hundred, Not 100, 108 <laughs> double-unders. And then we go back to the burpees do 18 burpees to the target. Not 20, but 18. <laughs> and then we do 20-calorie skier. And then we finish with 81 double-unders. Not 80, not 85. 81 double-unders, not 82. That's in your head, actually. Like, what in the hell? And I'm sure, I'm sure there's a reason to it. I'm sure there's some some algorithm or Uh, total reason as to why this is the number. But, and I'm just giving them a hard time at this point, but this is ridiculous. This was ridiculous numbers, fun workout, ridiculous numbers, time cap of 16 minutes. So we had, uh, again, 30 burpees, 40 Kowski, 135 double unders. Let's talk about the double unders in this workout. That was was a bunch of bullshit. Double (laughs) unders. We're on turf. We're outside outdoor (laughs) At the, 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 the whole field, the venue that oh Rogue made
1: <laughs> that was for, so
0: you know, crazy. all these events yeah, outside. That's so crazy. Awesome. Awesome turf. Like, state-of-the-art turf. Yeah,
1: shout-out to Rogue. That was incredible.
0: Best turf in the world. Uh, best se- setup. Really cool. <clears throat> not good for double-unders.
1: I don't care who you are. Please, don't do that ever again because it's not <clears throat> functional.
0: It was a bunch of bullshit. Yes, everyone struggled with double unders. Doesn't matter if you were a teenager, you were masters, you were adaptive, you had one arm, you had two arms, you had seven arms. Like no (laughs) one could do the double unders out on the turf. Don't know who tested that one, or uh, obviously no one tested that one. No, poor
1: poor guys. (laughs) Um, So
0: that was really frustrating. And this is my only like rant or complaint about any of the workouts uh, throughout the whole weekend. I am not one to toot my own horn, but I am really good at double unders, like elite. I'll go 400. I'm broken. No problem. I did not get to demonstrate my capacity or ability or skill at all with that workout. So personally, I was like really struggling out there mentally. Um, That was a really frustrating workout for me Um, because, again, I didn't didn't do – I didn't do well on that one. I think I came. I think I got fourth yes. on that one. Yes. Yes. Um, and that was really frustrating for me because that was one I I really thought that like Victor, myself, and Casey. I'm sure because Casey's just good at all this stuff. But like we would we would be crushing it. We'd be out in front. Like um, I really thought this is one where I could send it to Josue. Uh, But that wasn't the case. Wasn't the case. I think we all got yeah we all got capped. No one finished the workout. So that's number one. Like. Hmm issue never want that to happen um oh man but hey do your best forget the rest that's what we did on that workout tried it did as good as you could victor put a lot of double unders together he definitely yeah, was more was capable of that than it's i was Good workout love that um what were your thoughts oh uh, well how'd it go I, for you
1: I, it went good man came out third but <clears throat> it was pretty good workout for me i mean i'm pretty good at all the movements i mean i'm pretty fast at burpees I know that I can pull hard on that calories on the skier, uh, and I came out with a different technique on the on the double unders. I was um, I wasn't jumping with pointing my seat down. I was pointing my feet up so the rope doesn't get caught on my toes and just pass through the through the turf. Right, and, right, and that actually that was the the only the only thing that made my rope not to get caught on the turf. Uh, cause I wasn't, I wasn't even jumping on, I mean, the rope wasn't touching the turf, not, not even close. Right. I right. was jumping very hard. Yeah. Um, it was, it killed my, my shoulder jumping on that one cause right. it felt slower than usually is. Uh,
0: So mean, the, that's the, the that was the whole workout, man. To the, the listeners to understand getting
1: out of the double unders, that was the whole workout for us. I think because for the listeners to understand this is easy. like
0: jumping rope. You typically do on a really hard surface. You do it on concrete. On oh, yeah. rubber mats is in CrossFit gyms is always on these rubber mats, and it's a very conducive surface for the for the rope, whether you have a thin cable or a real thick cable, whatever, to hit the ground appropriately and not like bounce up or not get caught in the ground. The turf, as you can imagine, it's turf. It's artificial grass. Exactly. Um, And it absolutely, in every sense of the way, grabs the rope or cable as it comes through. So that's what was happening. Uh, And the way that you can combat that, if you have two arms and you're using a normal jump rope, is you can make your jumps and bring your knees in just a hair to shorten your legs a little bit. And you can spread your arms out a little bit. By spreading your arms out a little bit, you, you get that rope. And these are all, this is all like horrible pointers and techniques for actually jumping rope properly. So, in order to do well, you need to adopt bad habits, bad technique, which would have been spreading your arms out wide if you have two arms, and then like tucking your feet, either butt kicking or bringing your knees in a little bit yeah. or piking, you know, like yeah. that pike. That would have been the way. And uh, that's what I think you uh, you have a really aggressive turnover on your yes. double unders. I so do. even if you are hitting the ground, you have much more probability to pull that rope through, yeah. Than I do. Like I am like, and I always say this when I'm teaching it. I'm barely holding on to my. Handle. I mean, that's like, the way to like, do it
1: on concrete, or on on on, or on rub. I mean, all that. Uh, yeah, you know that that thing. But th- that's the that's the way to do yes, it. Actually, yes. just let that go. Yes, just exactly. let let the rope exactly. Let so, the rope go.
0: It was hard to. Uh, learn that tech to learn that technique it real, was super real hard. quick it was super hard. what it would have been really cool it would actually, um, it actually to have f- mats out there and to have had heavy ropes yeah it just it felt un- like a heavy rope and i honestly think it that like i honestly rope. think even if you didn't have mats if you gave us heavy ropes we would have done better because it would have hit it would have carried through the ground I mean, more.
1: still we were we were pretty lucky that we have that rope with that's a little bit thicker than the other one Because if we would have... Oh, bro. I told you. I told you. Weren't you training with the cable? Yes. I was training with the speed cable.
0: And Casey, and I fucking shouldn't have told him, uh, (laughs) we were there right before the event. And he's like, yeah, dude, I trained with the cable. And I'm like, you ought to go get a thick. You ought to go get the RX Markier buff cable right now. And he did. He went to the booth and bought a cable.
1: Because that was the struggle with 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 the Elite Heat. They they had all the speed cables and that's getting caught pretty fast down the thick cables mm-hmm. on the turf. Mm-hmm. So, we were pretty lucky in on that one.
0: Yep. Yep. So, it was uh I was really excited for that workout because I they were all going to be unbroken. Double unders <laughs> were all going to be unbroken, <laughs> and that was going to be really cool to show yes, folks. Yes,
1: yes, yes. It was good. And I think still. it was good. It
0: was good still. It was good, but like we would have uh I think we would have all been neck and neck. A oh, lot closer on that workout, you know? yeah, yeah. And then our last workout, event seven. Oh my god. Oh man, this one was epic. So oh, so fire. It, it was for, for so many reasons. First of all, uh, and and I'm sorry for not uh, discussing more of the other divisions. I plan on. It, Getting those folks, someone who wants to discuss and recap the games from their perspective in their division yeah. on the podcast too. So we're really focusing on the men's upper extremity here in this one and our personal experiences. But uh, this last workout in our division, Capullo. the leaderboard was brutal. Zabi, what's up, bro? We are just talking about it. What's up, Capullo? Uh, Capullo, whatever. <laughs> I don't know that name. I thought your name was Zobby. <laughs> And I don't even know if your name's Zabi, but that's what I call you. I think Xavier? Xavier? No,
1: no, no. Zabi.
0: Zabi. 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 Good to see you, bro. Anyways, so the last event, our division leaderboard was – Getting oh, heated, oh. it was intense. I mean, it was really it was oh. just between Victor and I. The leaderboard was intense for third place. Oh, was so good! Like it was a battle for third place. Uh, you know, after event three in that deadlift, again I got fifth place on event four and event five. So it really went into day three, and then day three not doing well on uh, event six. It really put points uh, even yes. for Victor and I. Going into the final uh, event, event number nine. So, event nine, Victor needed to win it. If he won that event, and if one person came in between us, if he won, and then Casey came in, for instance, and then I came in, then he would have been on the podium.
1: If I would have won the swim, I would have been different.
0: If you would have won the swim, <laughs> you'd have been on the podium. You can always go back and, and do this stuff and i I don't think it's very healthy to do but for this last event this is what i oh no it was fun that's what i'm telling the scenario was recognized and victor uh was like a scary person to be around before this event because he was just like i'm gonna fucking go (laughs) he was like walking up to casey he was like casey i'm fucking coming for you i'm coming for you bro and uh casey was like all right man all right cuz i mean it's it's just a fact of the matter i mean casey's like a, a matt Frazier. it's oh, like that's yes, who you're striving yes, for yes. so if victor be like i'm going i'm going for you and um and casey was like all right that and fired him up too yeah it fired him up cuz he was telling me he was like logan you you have to go like you got to like victor's going to go on this and you have to go with him or you're not going to get on the podium so Casey, Casey was telling me the situation because you were telling him you're attacking the situation, <laughs> so um, that's what it was. And I I had no other strategy other than I'm gonna go as hard as I can yeah, and try just to finish go. this. That workout was I was managing sending. I was managing just horrible quads at that time. My legs were shot. I was so I was so wrecked, dude. I'm telling you, uh, huge learning lesson for me on a lot of things we'll talk about in a second. But yeah, so this workout last workout, it was thirty. 24, 18, 12, 6 reps of pistols <laughs> and after each one of those sets like you did 30 pistol and a pistol is a single leg squat. so like yeah, alternating on either leg you have to go back and forth, do one single leg squat on one leg, one on the other, counting every time you go down so one, two, three, four, thirty and then you go from 30 pistols to 10 dumbbell thrusters. With 70 pounds, 70, 70 pounds. pound dumbbell, just one obviously holding in our one hand, yeah. doing 10 thrusters. A thruster is like a dumbbell, like holding the dumbbell at your shoulder, doing a squat, and then as you come up from the squat, you press the dumbbell up overhead. So standing tall and that dumbbell finishing out overhead at 70 pounds. So then you would do 10, 8, 6, 4, 2 dumbbell thrusters. So 30 pistols, 10 thrusters, 24 pistols, 8, 18, 6, 12, 4, 6, and 2. Oh, two. So uh, if you if you can imagine those movements, it's a leg blaster. Like yeah. just fry the legs with a little bit of shoulder fatigue in there from the thrusters. Um, and it was in the Coliseum, so we we're inside. All of the men went at the same time. We we're all lined up uh, to go, and uh, it was epic on so many levels just because it was Thursday, which God. is when a lot of the – other athletes are coming in. A lot of the the media and a lot of the folks are coming in. So and we were inside in the Coliseum. So we had a lot more participants, a lot more spectators there watching this final event. And it's the final event. You it's the final it's event. It's the final day. F- the, the finale. Oh, f- and, uh, and so uh, yeah, that workout three, two, one, go. And um, Victor went flying. Casey went flying. Uh, you stayed right with them. I was
1: right there, man,
0: all the way to the end.
1: Yeah, I was right there. Yeah. finished what, what 30 seconds? I don't know. It we was su- we were super close. Yep. We were super close. Yep. He was moving, I was moving. He was moving, I was moving. Yep. It was it was a good workout. It was it wa- I was super hyped, man. Yep. Until the end. Uh it was super emotional. I mean just just by that. I mean be competing against all of you, you're my friends man. You know, I mean being being there and having the full experience of an athlete having the uh, the chance of uh, being called as a game athlete, you know. Yeah. now we're not adaptive, you know. I mean, it's right. still adaptive. But right. Still, I mean, we showcase that we are athletes more than anything else. That
0: was really cool. It was such a cool way uh, to finish because whatever. Like, we all crossed the finish line in that workout, and placement was what it was. Again, the worst-case scenario, you're the fifth fittest person on earth in your respective division. That's the best. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it's awesome. So once we all crossed the finish line, it was pure celebration. Oh, my God. Like, we're all just happy. Now, you know, the competitor in you for sure wishes you'd done better for sure, you know, wish Victor had been on the podium, wish I had been higher on the podium, all these things, of course, from a competitor perspective. But – from a human being perspective from like a dream and a vision that you, you have when you've become so passionate about something uh, and then to watch that dream or vision come true and then to have the, uh, a moment while your dream is coming to fruition where you intentionally get to be like, like uh, introspective and reflect and, I don't know what it was, but we all, for some reason, felt that, knew that at that moment you crossed the finish line on event seven was your time to say, oh, We did it. Yes. And everyone felt that yeah. in that moment. Everyone has different emotions that come to light when they feel that moment, but we all had that together. And then that's why we came together on the workout floor, yeah. uh, got into a huddle. Took a picture. You know, we didn't have the ladies out there with us. We love you, uh, the, the ladies in the adaptive divisions as well. But, you know, we were competing uh, next to each other, uh, the respective men's adaptive categories. So we were this brotherhood out there oh, yeah. of individuals that uh, collectively sh- uh, displayed a message of like, we're from the famous words of Guy, we're not here to play. Oh, we're yeah. here to compete. Uh, loved when he said that, uh, and I couldn't uh, think of a better statement for the adaptive division to adopt, uh, and that's what we did. You know, that's what we showed at the end. There, we weren't there to play; we were there to compete. Uh, but we're also uh, a brotherhood, a family, a very close knit family, 100%. and uh, uh, professional athletes. You know, that take this very seriously, and we hope that the spectators, the viewers, um, the other participants, and all the volunteers that we're so grateful for. Uh, recognize that that we put in a lot of work uh, to be able to do and participate in these events Um, and that work is not for selfish gain and and righteousness but instead to get other people to recognize that they're far more capable than they know and they can come out here and do it too hundred percent you know yep you know and so here we are like crossfit games ended it was such a cool, you know, so many, so many emotions, so many firsts, so many things we've been waiting for for so long. Um, and now it's, it's leading to uh, more serious consideration for us as athletes, oh, yeah. for us as competitors, and I think for us as uh, opportunities with brands and with media. Uh, which is helpful, you know, especially if you're doing this full-time. That's what we need, man. That's what you got to have. That's yeah. what we need. I mean, you came back here, uh, you know, after the games, you're coaching full-time and yeah, New's river. coaching
1: full-time it's in New's River now. And, um,
0: and uh, thank God that there's that situation where yeah. John is in a place where he can, you know, give you this uh, this opportunity to stay here and to make oh, some yes. money and coach. Yes. Um, but, you know, it's a grind, man. It's brutal. It's, it's a lot of work. A lot of work. so 100%. so So thankful uh, to the CrossFit Games and CrossFit for the opportunity. And, uh, you know, obviously we want to see this thing grow in so many ways. It is. It's uh, going to grow. All the divisions we want to see there, the growth of that, the continued opportunity to compete uh, in the sport of fitness uh, in CrossFit. And, um, you know, it's it's cool that we have the games, we have the Open, and I think, uh, you know, for those listening, any adaptive athletes out there want to get started and get involved, you got to get involved. you got to get started. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a lot of work, and it takes a lot of time to get to this uh, this level, potentially, or it might not. You might just be naturally gifted and crush it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but there's endless opportunity, and if not through CrossFit, through Wheelwad And, frankly, that's the best place to start. Oh, yeah. Wheelwad gives you – and that's what's coming up next. So, like, we just did the CrossFit Games. November. And then we've got the Wheel Games, which is sort of—I would call it like the Adaptive Fitness Championship. Yeah, I mean it's called the Wheel Games, but that's that's what it is. If you want to think about what uh, what that event is focused on, it is only for adaptive athletes to compete uh, and deem the fittest in their respective category amongst all the categories. Uh, and the great part for Wheel is that it's it's exactly where you can start. Um, there are uh, all the divisions, appropriately classified divisions for consideration of uh, impairment and then sort of sub-impairment. So like if you're upper, are you be- uh, below elbow or above elbow upper? Uh, things like that. Are you seated? Are you seated with hip function or without? Uh, things of that nature, which uh, is really helpful for leveling the playing field. So I encourage you to check it out. Go to wheelwad.com. to can learn more about how to get involved in the competitions coming up. Uh, I think there's some wild card spots if you want to try to qualify for November. But that will be here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And really excited to compete in that one. Ah, it's going uh, awesome. to be awesome. And to see all the fellow adaptive athletes again. It's going to be hard, too. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. <laughs> It'll be very different. You know, that's the interesting part. And it's this is – this is minute details uh, to the general public, but like the CrossFit tests and the wheel tests are quite different in the sense, oh especially God, now 100%. because the CrossFit had to think about exactly what our field was, a below elbow, <laughs> a guy with two arms, a guy with one arm. How do we make the movements just the same for them where there's yep. no unfairness or competitive advantage uh, or just ability advantage? But whereas with the – WheelWad games, uh, specifically this year, it hasn't been that way in the past, this way in the past. WheelWad will always implement, you know, uh, weight multipliers or coefficients in order to account for one point of contact versus two in the upper extremity. Um, but now moving forward, there's actually an upper extremity above elbow division and then an upper extremity below elbow division. So just uh, it's, it's only due to the population. We've got enough folks. Victor and I and so many other upper extremity athletes have been such good advocates and have pulled in by peer pressure or not. I'm not sure. Uh, We've pulled in enough other upper extremity athletes that are fired up to participate and compete uh, that we have a population size that allows us to go a little bit deeper within that category and get that above elbow, below elbow perspective. Same thing happening with lower extremity. Uh, which is huge difference in ability and task accomplishment between above-knee and below-knee. So uh, these are big strides that we've been aware of for a long time, and now we're finally able to move forward. So if you're uh, hesitant because those sort of considerations were something you're thinking about, like, well, I'm an above-knee. I'll never beat that ole guy who's a below-knee. Well, (laughs) hey, don't worry. Uh, you probably won't. That's true, but you should still show up and participate. And oh compete. yes, show you're really up, com- competing against yourself. And um, there's a division for you now. There's a spot for you. And for those who have been participating in that position, uh, you had to be the leader. You're the pioneer of this thing. So we continue to make it happen. And uh, thanks for thanks for being here and Major joining and us. Major minor too. So and if you show up, don't worry about that. Yeah, if you're neuromuscular, we've got all the considerations. Yeah,
1: Stouty. Don't worry about it.
0: Hey, John. Glad to meet you too, man. Lenny. Hey, Wheelwad. We we're just talking about you. <laughs> cool guys. Well, what we said? What? Meta- oh, metal. Oh, that's my met- brother, my older brother. Metalibism. Met- Metalibism.
1: Metalibism. Yeah. Victor
0: ran a marathon on that swim event. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much for anything you want to talk about, Victor? Anything else you want to talk about? So, I I mean, that's really it. Games recap. Wheelwad coming up. Bacon beatdown. Bacon beatdown was epic. Living here in Raleigh. It's been great. Uh, We're having a lot of fun.
1: Yeah.
0: I think Victor lives in North Carolina now. I do. Sorry, Ecuador. Uh, uh, uh. Sorry, bros. We'll come visit. Uh, well, guys, thanks <laughs> for listening. And uh, sorry it was so long until this episode. Oh, my God. You know, everybody says if they start a podcast, I'm going to come out episode a week. Most people are pretty serious about that. Uh, I apologize. I'm serious about delivering a podcast and trying to give some – authentic conversations to folks that are interested to listen to in this adaptive space, but man, we've had a lot going on. I apologize. We've had a lot going on the past couple of months and my, my headspace has not been in the podcast mode. I want to get back into it. I love nothing more than being able to chat oh, yeah. we're with a, chat a, lot. a friend. So, uh, a lot more. have another now. guest coming on. If you were in one of the other divisions and you want to be on, it's just a podcast with Logan Aldridge. Uh, I would love to have you. So, Uh, Hit me up, send me a DM, and uh, see you next time. Peace. See you guys.